back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. Having some streaming issues, but luckily my middle name is Engineer, so we're getting it fixed here on the Starter Heyman text line. Or excuse me, Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. We're getting that back up for you guys, but you can still chime into this conversation. 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman text line. As always, we want to hear from you. Strick, what's going on? How you doing? Thirsty Thursday. All I know is this double, week has flown by. Double A is in the house. Double A is in the house. We'll go ahead and bring him in. Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports. Andrew, what's going on? Not much, gentlemen. How are we doing in the great state? There's no place like it, is well, it looks like uh, you just got hit by a bus. So, uh, what's going on with you? Are you doing all right? Hey, what are we doing? <laughs> are you doing all right over there? Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. It sounds like uh, you fell or something. So, I don't know what's going on. Again, Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports, joining us now. Uh, Andrew, the big news that's breaking right now, Tony White will take over as Nebraska's defensive coordinator. Luckily for us, we have the ACC guru that is AA Andrew Alex. So, uh, break it down. What do you think about the Huskers uh, turning to an ACC defensive coordinator to uh, – Join Matt Rule's staff. Uh, well, I mean, like, it should be interesting. Syracuse definitely took some big steps defensively you know, over the course of the last two years, and they really took major steps defensively uh, in every category. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the connection to Matt Rule. And looking at this dude's resume, I'm not quite sure what that connection might be. Right. Arizona State before Syracuse, San Diego State before that. All I can say is that Syracuse is a team that – built an identity based on playing hard-nosed defense and running the ball. I'm not sure if running the ball is going to be the uh, the bread and butter. I don't know what Matt Rule's offensive philosophy looks like there. But at the end of the day, you know, it, it seems like Tony White is the guy. Uh, you know, Probably not the rock star hire that a lot of people in Lincoln were looking for. But uh, you know, he's effective. And as I always say with these new coaches and these coordinators' boys, kind of just got to trust the judgment. You're putting – Tens of millions of dollars in the guy's pocket because your athletic director, your board of directors, your university president believes that Matt Rule is the man whose vision will lead Nebraska back to where they they, they need to be. And right now, uh, you know, this is their guy. So you know, I I, I, give, I give it as a higher like a you know like a B plus. Yeah, I think B-plus sounds about right. Uh, again, Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports, joining us right now. Andrew, you know i got to ask you, uh, as a Hendon Hooker fan, that you were probably upset with the Heisman finalists. It will be Max Duggan, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and my boy Stetson Bennett. Now, unfortunately, I probably have more of an allegiance towards uh, Hendon Hooker, but uh, all bias aside, how do you think this one shaped out? I know Hendon Hooker today was named, I believe, SEC Player of the Year. So a little bit odd to see Stetson Bennett on this list. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I'm right there with you. And I think that Hendon Hooker was the guy that belonged on that final stage in New York. Now, do I think he should have won it? No, but I don't think Stetson Bennett should win it either. So here's what it comes down to. Stetson Bennett is... A, a system guy, you know, if you will. And look, the stats are not unimpressive. 
Right. You're completing 68% of his passes. You're going 20 and 6. This is an offense, though, where you're not asked to throw the ball a lot, which is, you know, because you're getting up early in games. They have a hard-nosed run game, a lot of talent all around him. Uh, but at the end of the day, like, Hendon Hooker, week after week, and, you know, it wasn't him and him alone, but he played a big part of it, was willing Tennessee to victory. I think that you could replace Stetson Bennett with a number of quarterbacks, you know, at, at that Division One level, and you're probably still going to end up with Georgia, you know, undefeated, maybe one loss. So at the end of the day, I think it is a personal award. Uh, and I think that in terms of more dynamic, uh, perhaps more talented, and certainly more valuable to his team in a season that, you know, up until the very end was revolutionary for the Tennessee Volunteers. I think Andrew Hooker deserved to be rewarded for that. Obviously, the voters for the SEC Offensive Player of the Year Award did that uh, earlier this week, but I, I think he should have been on the final stage uh, in New York. So, And this means no offense to Seth Bennett, but you kind of get what you get, right? I mean, like, you know, I, I see him as like a Greg McElroy type, you know, those, those early 2010s Alabama quarterback. Those weren't Heisman guys. They were talented, but a lot of people could have looked really good, you know, given those surroundings. Well, I, that's what I want to ask you about then, because I've always made this argument, especially when you look at the NFL and the NBA, too is that they call it the most valuable player for a reason. It's the most player that's valuable to their team. Is that how you interpret the Heisman, or are we just talking about the guy that pads the most stats? Uh, it's, I mean, it's essentially like the Heisman's like the most dynamic. It's the best college football player. It's the best college football player. And I think relative to your team, you are going to see that. Like, I think Hendon Hooker had – I think that Stetson Bennett gets credited a lot – for the success of his team. I think that, you know, I mean, you look like a guy, you look at a guy like a Michael Penix Jr. who puts up phenomenal statistics. And had he put those statistics up at USC, you know, same competition that you're playing, he's probably on the final half of the stage too, right? So there's a lot of dynamics that come into play. I mean, obviously, the Heisman voting people are not necessarily, it's literally impossible to be fully educated on the entirety of college football. There's just too much going on. Uh, even professional sports writers don't have that kind of time in their day. So, yeah, I think that some of these writers, for instance, like a guy like uh, David Cunningham, right? I mean, you know, that's just an example of the Heisman voter we know. There's no way he's able to watch all those games. So I think not accusing David Cunningham this because we love David Cunningham, Youngblood, D.C., and Blackford, Virginia. But, you know, they kind of just default to like, oh, yeah, look, Quarterback of Georgia had pretty good stats, but the reality is when you look at the overall team, I just don't think he was one of the four best players in college football this season, which is not meant to be offensive towards him because I'm a good player. But at the end of the day, like having lived through the pain that is seeing Hendon Hooker, it's like, you know, mixed feelings, right? You're seeing a guy who used to be with your team that got run out by your disgraced head coach who you, you know, always like and support and you want him to do well. Man. But to see the player that he turned into right. and what he was able to lead Tennessee to do, that is worth something in my book. In the same way that, you know, that's how you get a – and sometimes the, the aura of it, the effect of it, the seeing the player on the stage with the team is how you end up with like a Robert Griffin winning over an Andrew Luck just because of the dynamism – and all that. Right. And so I don't know if that's just how I saw it. So either way, CJ Stroud's going to win the Heisman. 
it's all good. Just kind of for kind of for show at this point. Interesting. It, it, CJ, I know Strick's got a question for you, real quick, but I want I want to dive into that. So you think that it's CJ Stroud? I was going to say that it's it's a Caleb Williams show now. No, no, I think it comes down to CJ Stroud. I mean, you look at the numbers: thirty-seven touchdowns, six interceptions, third best quarterback rating. He looked dynamic all season long. I mean, yeah, maybe that final game, not necessarily. Uh, the best booster for the resume, but it's certainly close with Caleb Williams. If I was the voter, I would vote for CJ Stroud. Uh, I mean, you're right. It, it is darn close, but I think that the voters will factor in competition. I think the competition uh, that CJ Stroud faced at Ohio State all season long, at least on the defensive side of the ball, right. far stronger than uh, USC, who had a particularly uh, week Pac-12 schedule, uh, given you know all the teams that they could have faced, right. and then when faced with challenges, uh, ultimately you know with a, a Utah two times over, uh, you know they weren't able to pull through. But I mean, it was a very dynamic player, and I wouldn't be incredibly surprised. I'd be very surprised if Smith Bennett won. I'd be pretty surprised if Max Duggan won. It's a two-horse race. I'm voting for Stroud. Double A. Man, listen, it is it is it is absolutely crazy what's going on right now in the transfer portal. Like you're talking about almost five thousand kids now that have jumped in there. Before the bowl games. Before the bowl games, right. It's it's absolutely crazy what's going on. Um, I know that it is a way in order to build a you know, a quick turnaround from a program to find pieces that you might need. I understand all of that. But here's the crazy one, and I want your opinion on it because I'm really interested in, in getting a little bit of understanding on this. Alabama, which is one of the most stable programs that have been over the last 15 years or so or more, has now found that they have starters, not just people. You can understand where you have you know, four or five stars that, you know, just didn't work out for you and and now things have changed and you kind of move on. You can understand that. But you're now seeing starters starting to jump into the portal. And so touch on that. Like, where where does this come from? Or is now Alabama starting to lose its savor? But then also, now you have another dynamic where Deion Sanders is now over in Colorado, and you have over 200 kids of the 5,000 that have jumped in the portal are reaching out to him (laughs) as opposed to him reaching out to them. That's crazy, but tell me those two dynamics and what you think we have going forward because he's a great marketer as far as jumping in there and and letting them know what he's looking for. Come find me. You know where I'm at type of deal. Uh. Yes, Drick, well, you know, when it comes to the transfer portal, it's always going to be sort of a, a loaded question, uh, if you will, because this is a dynamic in college football that we've never seen before. You know, on the Alabama side of things, uh, it, look, obviously, you know, there's always going to be players that would leave Alabama on the, you know, the lower end. Dudes who are just like, I'm never going to see the field here. Yeah. I feel like I'm a good enough player to see the field elsewhere. That doesn't really change. I mean, it was like always the thing with Duke back in the day, even before the transfer portal was a thing. You have a lot of players come to Duke. You know, on the hoop side, they would leave because they realized, I'm never going to play here. I'm too, you know, lineup's too good. On the starter side, look, we have what equates to open free agency. Right. Like, 
And the reality is that for coaches in this modern day, not only do you have to recruit the high school players, right, but it adds a whole new element to it because you are constantly having to recruit the players who are on your roster. You know, it's like being in a subscription service, right, like paying for Netflix. When you're paying for Netflix, Netflix constantly has to earn your business because you can always unsubscribe, you can always switch. And with the coaches now, in a sport where I think more so than at the professional level, coaches have more power over the athletes, or at least they used to, coaches uh, tend to be a little bit harder on the athletes. It is certainly a different dynamic because, you know, I'm not, I can't say that no one's getting paid, but no one's getting paid directly by the university, at least legally. So there you go. You know, Nick Saban or someone on that Alabama staff says something that rubbed the player the wrong way. He says, look, the grass is greener on the other side. So-and-so, you know, I know that I, if I put my name out there, you're going to have every other Power 5 school in the country uh, you know, willing to reach their arm out and scoop me up, and I'll probably get a pretty penny promised to me in NIL as well. Yeah. So it's nothing against Alabama, and I'm sure that Alabama will replace the starters with, you know, if there's not someone who they feel is sufficient already on the roster, they could go out and get a top-tier player in the port. It just is what it is. But, you know, I don't think it says anything about Alabama's stature as a program. I just think it says something about college football these days. Uh, and, you know, it, it's for 18 through 22, 23-year-old young men, you know, if you feel slighted in any way, shape, or form, and knowing that you can go back into that recruiting phase and suddenly be God's gift to the earth once again, you know, it's human nature. It's going to happen, and we'll see it, and we'll continue to see it over and over and over again. Yeah, and then if you want to touch on that other point too, Andrew, I, I, me and Strick have talked about this extensively, just kind of the Deion Sanders effect, and, and is he going to bring uh, a different look to college football now? Because like Strick said, there's guys specifically reaching out to Dion saying, hey, I'm in the transfer portal, come get me. Let me tell you, I'm excited. I'm very excited about what Deion Sanders is going to do at Colorado, first of all, because I think the Colorado is – uh, I, I mean, I don't want to call them a sleeping giant. I just think it would be really cool if they were good, like they were back in the 90s. And, I mean, I think, it's a, I think it's an all-star hire because I think what he's looking to do is, you know, create that island of uh, misfit toys. You know, you have guys who, in the transfer portal, chip on their shoulder, Deion Sanders with that marketing prowess, People have seen what he did at Jackson State in, in quite a short period of time, albeit on a completely different level. But Colorado, beautiful place, desirable to live, good football culture, albeit not a great football team. I think that, you know, he goes into that that room in Colorado, and I think he already has, based on the results that we saw this season. So, like, look, I don't think you guys are, you know, the vast majority of you are good enough to play for me. And in this current environment, if he can market the way that we have seen him do, and again, this is the guy that convinced the number two overall recruit in the country to go play sub FBS football. You think you can't go get a bunch of kids out of the transfer portal willing to play? Now, will it be able to work year one to the point where they're competing 
really on the national level, like top 10? I don't know. I don't think so. That, that could be a lot to ask given where that roster is right now today. I think you give it two, three years. If it goes the way people think it's going, you know, if, if he can go in there, have, get a good class of transfers here, have a modicum of success in year one, the recruits follow, a second round of transfer portal players, and hey, look, we could be talking about a future where the Pac-12 is completely reestablished, and it's USC and Colorado that are, you know, the big dogs. So it's exciting. It's very exciting. Uh, you know, I, I'm hoping for the best for him. And, uh, you know, for the Colorado Buffaloes, I, I think that early returns show that this hire is a 10 out of 10. And it's going to have some schools saying, uh, why didn't we think of this? Or it could go up in flames. Who knows? You know, he doesn't yeah. really have yeah. all that much coaching experience uh, compared to what he did at Jackson State. But because of his, you know, recruiting abilities, he had by far the best talent <laughs> he was seeing. So it's uh, – it's interesting, and I think it's the storyline to watch as you know this month of December progresses, uh, and as we go into next season. But I will say, you know, just this conversation we've had already, gentlemen. Like, what I'll give the transfer portal. People, a lot of people hate it. Say it's bad for college football. I have mixed feelings, uh, but it gives us something to talk about here uh, in a period of time where, you know, the bowls haven't started yet. The Heisman hasn't been announced. We got Army, Navy, and it's just like a complete reshuffling. But for, you know, a school like Colorado and potentially for a school like Nebraska, it gives them the opportunity to turn the thing around quicker than they might otherwise be able to do. And that's got to be worth something. Yeah, it'll be fun to watch, too, because Colorado's first home game is actually going to be against Matt Rule in Nebraska. Uh, Rule versus Sanders. We're definitely looking forward to that one. Andrew, last question I got for you. Uh, You said last week that Purdue is the best team in the country. They remain undefeated. Nebraska will host Purdue this Saturday. Do you still think Purdue is the best team in the country? Uh, Nebraska will host Purdue this Saturday. Do I think Purdue is the best team in the country? I'm starting to lean UVA. Mm. I'm starting to lean UVA. UVA is looking good. Uh, you know, obviously the University of Houston looks good. Uh, I don't give Nebraska ball much of a chance. I hate to say it, but we'll give Nebraska ball credit. A uh, big win over uh, the Creighton Blue Jays. Yeah. Wow. Wow, Strick, I wish I was with you. I Man. Was with you. Oh, also, by the way, Strick, I purchased an Eric Strickland basketball card on eBay. Did you yeah. really? Well, <laughs> it was a steal. It was a steal at the price. I expect to sell it for, uh, you know, upwards of $100,000. Oh, shoot. Short time <laughs> and, and I love you for once that. <laughs> once, once I complete my quest of getting you in the James Naismith. National Basketball Hall of Fame. Oh, wow, man. Thanks, Double A, man. We always appreciate you joining us. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Go Big Red, gentlemen. There's no place like Nebraska. That's right. That is very true. There he goes, Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports. Always bringing good insights, Trick. Always bringing some good oh, yeah. insight. Yeah, he drops about, it like and, it's hot. Yeah, Comes he drops in. it like it's hot. And, and, I, and I like that we mentioned Colorado, too, because uh, – Alabama actually is having assistant coaches leave for Colorado to coach under Deion Sanders. So it all just this hodgepodge, the transfer portal, NIL, coaching carousel, it all comes full circle when Deion Sanders is involved. Is this an AFLAC thing? AFLAC competition? 
where they have the goat and they have the duck, <laughs> and they have Saban and they have Sanders. That might be what it well, is. Well, now. I don't know. We got some going we'll on. We'll see. But I, I agree with Andrew. I think you give Deion Sanders two or three years, they could be a. I still coach. think it was the best place for him to go. I completely agree. I think going there, take over the Pac-12, put yourself in the the college football playoff with the 12 system, and then say, "What's up?" Literally, he could say, "Come to me." What's up? Come to me. Yeah. We got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Crossover with DP. Stay with us on the block. <laughs> 